No, no, no. It's only abuse if you're serving a man or a woman rather than serving God. It's not abuse uh, when you are serving God because you know that that he asks for our sacrifice, that sacrifice is a part of leadership, but we also know that our God is no man's debtor. And what he asks for, he repays with better. This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to equip local churches everywhere to raise uncommon leaders. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning. So hit follow and share this episode with your team. Now let's jump into another episode for all of us who lead from the middle. From the second chair for the second chair. Welcome to the Leading Second podcast. My name is Gina and I'm one of the team members here at Leading Second. I'm so glad you've joined us today and I'm excited to share with you this incredible episode. To get the most out of it, I'd encourage you to download our episode guide for today's conversation. This resource is available for you to maximize the content in the episode and use it with your team to jumpstart conversation or use it for personal growth. Find it at our website, leadingsecond.com backslash podcast. Before we jump into the episode, we are excited to announce Leading Second Camp 2023. Let's check out this trailer. It's time to fan into flame the gift of God that is in you. In 2023, the journey continues. The leading second tribe gathers again. One dynamic event, two cities, two nations, all for Jesus. Calling all church builders, executive pastors, campus pastors, lead team members for inspiration, for impartation that we may be found faithful. You're invited to be in the room for Leading Second Camp 2023, February 22nd and 23rd, Salt Lake City, Utah, March 8th, Calgary, Alberta, featuring Brandon and Lindsay Stewart and Larry Bry. Registration opens October 6th, 2022. Spots are limited. For more information, visit leadingsecondcamp.com. At camp, you'll experience a curated conference-style event in an intimate setting surrounded by your peers in ministry. We hope to see you there. For today's interview, we are honored to welcome James Crocker and Michael Whittle to the podcast. James and Michael are leaders at C3 Los Angeles under pastors Jake and Nicole Sweetman. Brandon sits down with them to talk about being faithful under authority. Let's jump into the conversation. Well, James, Michael, so good to have you guys on the podcast today. Thanks for joining us. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, yourselves and tell us a little bit about C3 Los Angeles. You guys have a great church. Yeah, I live in Los Angeles, moved here in 2009 and um, helped plant C3LA in 20, was it 2015? Mm-hmm. 2015, mm-hmm. so my wife and I serve have served in many different capacities, but serve as location pastors for uh, one of our uh, three locations. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah man, just been uh, having a blast doing it. Yeah, and uh, I moved here to Los Angeles 2004 from Australia, and I have a, a weird accent. It comes in and out. I have like a... Prius, essentially, half Australian, <laughs> half American, and yes. uh, most of the time confusing to everyone who listens to me. Um, and you know, my wife and I, Kirsten, have served here since 2015. Michael actually planted the church. It was like 15 people mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Uh, in the top of a storage facility. Storage facility. In somebody yep. in, in a living room yeah. up there. Which we is didn't hilarious. really plant the church. We kind of like trip and fell yeah. into starting <laughs> exactly. a church, really. A bunch of like story. early 20-year-olds planting the church. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I are the executive pastors here at C3 Los Angeles, and uh, we love what we're doing. That's awesome, guys. And yeah, I I heard your accent the first time we talked, and I mean, I think I probably said this, but every Bible verse just sounds more epic, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, with an accent. So it's, it's so funny. He, he turns up the Australian accent anytime <laughs> he has a microphone, and it just yeah. it's just I it use it to happens. my benefit. <laughs> 
It works in your church. It works in yeah, your church. Cool. I appreciate yeah. it. So uh, for this season of the podcast, you know, we kind of committed at the beginning that we were just going to bring some of the great second chair voices that we know um, just to have important conversations and not stay safe. And today uh, we're going to do just that. We're going to live up to our word and we're going to have a conversation around being faithful under authority. Come on, somebody. Like we're going to talk hey. about a big conversation that I believe our world is getting very wrong. Mm -hmm. I also sadly believe uh, too many in the church get it wrong. So yeah, maybe yeah. we can offer uh, some different opinion, although it might be a little spicy um, to some. <laughs> maybe maybe we can talk about something that's going to be helpful today on yeah. that to any leaders listening. I, I've been wrestling, guys, uh, through this idea that many who have aspired to leadership have failed because they've not learned to follow first. And I think we've heard that. I think we can get our our head around that like in principle. But I think this thing is a whole lot harder to live. Mm -hmm. And I think that that sounds good at a church conference. And that sounds good, um, you know, in a master's commission or a Bible school internship mm -hmm. or something. Um, but what about in the meeting where you disagree with your leader? Mm -hmm. You know, what about when you feel like your leader is not behind something you feel God's asking you to do? You know, what do you like? I think this is real territory For that sure. gets sticky very quickly. Mm -hmm. And would you guys agree with this thought that like, it's important we get it right, but sadly so many aren't mm. getting it right. And it can have really dramatic effects on yep. someone's life, how they see godly spiritual authority in their life. So just to kind of lob this out to you guys, like, like, why is it important to you that we get this conversation right in the church? That's a great question. You know, for me, the current climate of Christianity, you see that um, there's a lot of conversation about the abuse of spiritual authority. Uh, right. And so it's whether it's in, you know, media headlines, like in the world, like real media headlines, mm -hmm. or within the internal world or stories that you hear, there's this idea of like, you know, this misuse of spiritual authority, um, which is terrible and absolutely right. wrong and not the way that God designed it. And I'm not negating that that's a big issue. Um, but for me, I'm nervous that we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. And so we lose yep. a good thing because of somebody who, who treated it badly. And right. God has ordained spiritual authority. He has put it in place. And so there has to be a reason it's there. And there has to be, because he's ordained it, a guidebook and a way that we can discover from his scriptures how to live it out in the way that he's designed it. And if he's designed it, then it's for our benefit. Mm -hmm. It's going to help me live and it's going to help me That's live right. better. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm like, we've got to figure out what the, what the story is, what the idea is behind spiritual authority, because we can't actually lose it. We can't afford to. Mm -hmm. It's part of what he's called us to do and how he's called us to live and lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, let's let's go after let's take a minute and just go after the elephant really fast, guys, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that we are leading and living in a season where mm -hmm. we are seeing an abnormal amount of um, leaders fall in the church. We did a podcast episode on this earlier this season. Someone may want to check out. I, I talked with my pastor, Kevin Gerald, about that and just got his wisdom on how we navigate that. Uh, I'm getting so sick of saying it's unprecedented times. And yet, you know, it's like we, we keep finding ourselves back at that place where honestly yep. it feels like that. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I'd see some mm -hmm. of the things that we've yep. seen. I, and hear me, I don't throw one stone. Mm -hmm. And the I know that, um, you know, the plank in my eye is a whole lot bigger than the speck in theirs. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, I think we come at this with the same heart you know, on yep. that, but at the same time, what you're referencing, James, is this is this is the the territory that we're leading in. And mm -hmm. you pull the thread that if that leader fell, you know, are they all imperfect? You know, you mm -hmm. pull some of those threads, it can unravel mm -hmm. your understanding of a very, very real Bible principle. Like Correct. you said, a principle that brings blessing exactly. on our lives. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like we run the risk of uh, then projecting our distrust of every leader onto every leader. Exactly. And, and I just, I I don't know, man, I'm old school. Um, (laughs) The safest way to live is under healthy spiritual authority. That's right. And like I can give story after story in my own life, but it's biblical. And I think, you know, we can't, we cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's right. And I think I'm, I'm seeing it happen. I'm seeing it happen all the time, not just senior pastors, but campus pastors, location pastors, you name it. And I think what it does is it like, like, how do you lead well if you're suspicious of everybody all the time? And I think that's what's happening. And uh, it's, it's heartbreaking and sad. It's sad. For here, here's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is that for every headline you read, or every you know story you hear of um, a failure of someone in authority, I can vouch for the fact as and you guys know a lot of people in you know, across the landscape of the church as well. But I can vouch as someone that gets out there a little bit. There are many more, mm-hmm. many more yep. that are faithful, many. that are integrous, high character. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't it be just like the enemy yes. to make mm-hmm. us think that this is everywhere and mm-hmm. this is exactly. every leader? Mm-hmm. And in reality, um, there's a whole lot more faithful pastors out there than get airtime. Completely. And there's a there's a whole lot of healthy churches 100%. out there of all you know sizes and shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just don't see it because it doesn't sell news articles. Right. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I was gonna say sell newspapers. That shows you how old school I am. <laughs> so talking about being, being it doesn't, it doesn't sell pod, it doesn't sell podcasts. Clickbait. And, there we and, go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. Thank it you for sell, bringing me into the 2020s. Right. You know? You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. It doesn't sell podcasts and documentaries, right? It, exactly. It, right. It's it's true. The vast majority of pastors are um the the kindest, genuine, mm-hmm. faithful people mm-hmm. who are honestly also just trying to figure it out themselves mm-hmm. day by That's day. Right. And so Humans. we can, we can lose a lot of empathy for mm-hmm. those that lead us if we, yeah. you know, so hundred percent. Yep. Okay. So we've already alluded to this idea, but let's unpack it a bit more. Um, the Bible is very clear about the blessing and protection of God that comes on our lives when we honor godly authority. We are not talking about um, submission to spiritual abuse. We're not talking about um, submission to illegal activity. So nothing along those lines. Um, but most disagreements we have fall into matters of opinion, matters of conscience, you know, at that point. And, um, so the Bible is very clear on honoring authority. And yet we see examples of leaders who get it wrong sometimes and leaders are human, just like we are. And, and so there's a tension that exists there. The Bible's saying one thing, our experience can be one thing. How do we reconcile the two? Like, like what's the, the thinking pattern? What's the secret sauce here to being kingdom-centered le- leaders, building our lives as second-chair leaders on the principles of the word of God while not ignoring, you know, some of the very real challenges of, yeah. of you know, following imperfect leaders. You guys have thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always remembering that we are serving God by serving our leader, you know? That's and right. so I think, I think that, um, I think we, it, it's really easy in someone who's not leading in a scene, like, like as a senior pastor to, like I said earlier, like project our wants and needs mm-hmm. on our pastor. Right. So we're serving right. him if X, Y, Z happens, or if right. he likes this idea, or if he makes right. this happen. And it's almost like we treat them like they're kingmakers or something. And then we get mad when, and so I think it's like, it's gotta be a healthy version of, of mm-hmm. submission to authority, which is like, I'm serving you because God's placed me under you exactly. and you're anointed. And so, yes, I'm serving you and I love you, but, but really I'm serving God by serving you. Mm-hmm. And so I think where we have a difficult time navigating those two tensions is when we start trying to serve a pastor with like strings attached because then we're not serving him because God's placed him in our life. We're serving him because we think we we can get us something. We can get what we want. That's right. And, and so I think for me, it's just reminding me like I'm serving God and um, I'm serving God by serving a man, which means God's in charge of the results. You know Um, that's, that's how I've balanced it over the years. Yeah, exactly. It's acknowledging the human element in following Jesus is not uh, bespoke just to ourselves, but like our 
leaders are human as well, which means that they are innately just as flawed as we are yeah. in their own beautiful ways. They are broken vessels mm -hmm. as well. And so for me, it's it comes down to the fact that God has called me to do this. So I don't have a choice in aligning myself with spiritual authority. Mm -hmm. He's ordained it. Um, you know, one of the best, I think, places in scripture you can find a huge outline on this is in Hebrews 13, where it starts talking about kind of like a godly life. And um, it talks about how you worship, how you, how you don't covet each other, how you're supposed to do all these different things. And twice it talks about leadership. In the end, it says, like, you need to obey your leaders. Um, but it insinuates if they live a life worth obeying. Because That's in right. seven, it defines that they're following the scriptures. You see, great, great spiritual, like, authority. It's not that I'm just, sub I'm not just submitted to the person for being submitted to the person. I'm submitted to the person because they're submitted to God and That's they've right. been put in my mm -hmm. life to teach me the truth of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So it's very easy to find out if you're actually not in a healthy, <laughs> like spiritual authority situation. And if it's not easy for you and you're curious, like, Send Michael and I an Instagram message and we'll probably ask you three questions and we can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not right. that hard. Right. But you also like, just because you don't like what your leader does sometimes and you don't agree with the direction they want to take the church that's that right. you're invested in, number one, that's a great indication that your heart is probably for the church right? and you want the best for it. But that does not mean that you're in a spiritually abusive relationship. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it just means that you have an opinion and you need to make the decision. Am I going to submit my opinion yep. and sacrifice that? Um, because I've chosen to submit myself to a leader or am I going to hold on to this and let it get a foothold in my heart mm -hmm. and then blame very well on, said. on spiritual great. abuse? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, very well said. And, and man, we have thrown that word abuse around mm -hmm. uh, almost so much to the point we cheapen actual abuse. Oh my God, totally. it's tragic. Completely, completely. Because um, there are people experiencing real abuse and whether... <laughs> you know, you get your way about the wall color, you know, in yes. the office or something yes. is not and, spiritual abuse. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, wait a minute. You mean my pastor's a human and he's going to have bad days every now and then. And sometimes he's going to be kind of short with me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like they're human and that's 100%. not abuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's, I think it's so easy for people to put a pastor on this pedestal to be perfect. And then when they show the slightest bit of humanity, we want to get offended yep. by it. And I just, yeah. I, well, I think I think we're doing a disservice to our pastors by by holding them to a standard that they were never yep. meant to be held to. Hundred percent. Well, so you've already led us to the right territory, though, and that's that we are serving God ultimately and not man, because we have to understand number one, um, it is God who selects leaders, not your pastor asking you. It is God who promotes leaders, mm -hmm. not. You. It's also God who will reward you. Uh, for your service. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason that kind of framework is important is let, let's say that a season in church life requires you to go the extra mile or a day in the office requires you to stay late or, you know, you end up working on your day off because, because the workload's heavy mm -hmm. and you didn't get around to certain things. Mm -hmm. Well, in our current climate of the great resignation, mm -hmm. you know, any one of those things I see show up on my TikTok all the time as mm -hmm. quote unquote abuse from right. employers, yep. right? Like mm -hmm. they asked me to stay late. They mm -hmm. asked me to, you know, I've heard volunteer culture in church railed on recently as, as mm -hmm. abuse. And I'm like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. It's only abuse if you're serving a man or a right. woman rather Rather than serving right. God. Exactly. It's not abuse mm -hmm. uh, when you are serving God because you know that that He asks for yep. our sacrifice, that sacrifice is a part of leadership. Mm -hmm. But we also know that our God is no man's debtor. And right. what He asks for, He repays with better. Mm -hmm. And Man. I just have always felt like sacrifice for me, it wasn't easy. I don't, I don't think sacrifice gets easier. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do see the reward and blessing of it. And I've always trusted, I guess that God was going to be the one mm -hmm. that brought the increase that brought the promotion that brought the new thing. My pastor or the person I'm serving is just the conduit for that, mm -hmm. but they're exactly. not ultimately the one, you know, responsible for that. I just think order matters. 100%. Uh, and that we've, and we've got to totally 100%. get it right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think you you just hit on something that's really important to making sure that you don't mistake church life, following Jesus life with spiritual abuse from that's right. spiritual authority. Mm -hmm. And that is that at the end of the day, God sees it all. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so I, I don't, I love our pastor. Pastor mm -hmm. Jake is one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. And 
that I know that's unique to mm-hmm. our relationship and our church. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't have a pastor that is like literally old enough to be my father. Mm-hmm. Um, my pastor's two years older than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's younger than yeah, he's you. younger than yeah. We were we were friends before he was pastor, right? I mean, and so talk about the complexities there. <laughs> so let's go off script for a minute. I, I yep. kind of figured you guys would bring this up. So one of you's older than your pastor. Mm-hmm. One of you's best friends with your pastor. Um, that's not usually an ingredient for, um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> spiritual authority per, per se. I mean, my pastor, uh, you know, could physically be my dad. You know, he is my spiritual uh, father. And so, you know, that's easy, right? That, 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 that makes sense. So man, talk to us for a minute. How do you avoid familiarity and how do you keep a heart mm. of honor toward your spiritual authority when you have those very real dynamics going on? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great question. Um, we have made a pact between us two mm-hmm. to make that easy on pastor Jake. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So it's not, it's not his job to Okay, I'm going to take off the pastor hat and put on the friend hat. Which I'm hat gonna, do you have on? Uh, yeah. So it's like, and I get all that. That's that's fine. But we've just made a commitment to make it as easy on him as possible and to set the pace for that. And and so um, I want him to be Great. able to like, we, we want him to be able to befriend. Yep. Um, but at the same time, we go out of our way. And it's not in some sort of like self, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know what the word I'm looking for here, but we go out of our way to rem, to, to let him be pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And and I think one of the beautiful things about us being so close to him in the process of planting the church is it's just, it's the anointing on him to do it is unmistakable. And yep. so I think we've, you know, from the very yep. beginning said, this is where God has placed him. And this is the mm-hmm. anointing that God has put on him. And so that doesn't mean it hasn't been rocky at times, but mm-hmm. it means that we're going to keep each other accountable mm-hmm. to making the whole process as easy on him as possible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's well, so, a um, there's a weight that we won't we don't carry, mm-hmm. um, and I'm extremely thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Um, I'm not. I'm not, and I mean this 100. percent One of those people that are like, you know, I can't wait to have my own church. I pray that God does not call me to do that because I really don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> it's just not a desire of my heart. I absolutely love mm-hmm. being here, um, and I, I, you know the relationship that we have is unique. Uh, most people would probably see it as a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it is and definitely has benefits. Yep. Uh, and sometimes it's not um, because you have to tell your pastor things mm-hmm. when you're in a, at a level of leadership that you're required to tell them. And mm. that's that it adds a layer of complexity when they're not just your boss, not just your pastor, but they're also your best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, it's been hard, mm-hmm. but honestly, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we all also know each other at a very deep, intimate level. Mm-hmm. And so we've always prioritized our friendship over everything. Yeah. Um, and so at the end of the day, like we've had tough arguments mm-hmm. and we've had tough conversations and then we've left. And then an hour later, we're somewhere clarifying it all to make sure that like we're good because we value each <laughs> yeah. other. Mm-hmm. We really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we love it. But at the end of the day, we, we, we know that we're going to have a heated conversation or we're going to express our opinions and our pa- we're lucky enough that our pastor invites that mm-hmm. and really right. long, longs mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we walk out of the room at the end of the day, God has anointed that man to lead this. Yep. And so what he what he decides he mm-hmm. will be ultimately responsible for mm-hmm. and I will carry because that's what I've submitted myself yeah. to. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're going to be aligned. 100%. We're going to be aligned. Yeah. We're going to be aligned publicly. Yep. Um, that's just a non-negotiable. Yeah. No. We never and, want it and, to feel like his vision. Oh, we're picking up his vision. His vision becomes our vision. Yeah. It is ours now. Mm-hmm. When that decision that's is right. made, it's a hundred percent mine. I don't, I don't have my own vision. Mm-hmm. I'm going after what God has put on this, on this church. Well said. And I mm-hmm. own that. Well said. And I think it's just so important for anyone that has friendship with their pastor or even desires friendship with their pastor. I think it's so important that we just never set up a competition between the two things. Mm -hmm. Like I, for, from my standpoint, I would not call my pastor, my friend. Mm -hmm. I would say I have moments of friendship with Mm -hmm. my pastor, but I do not consider him my friend. And if I ever set up a competition between the two where it's, 
it's be my friend or be my pastor, I know he's going to choose to be my pastor. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come out on the losing end of setting up a tension at a comp, uh, competition there. So I just love how you guys are saying to make it easy. Mm-hmm. And um, I man, I could do a whole episode just on being an easy. Oh my gosh. Mm. Like being easy to talk to about Mm. tough stuff, being Mm -hmm. easy about these moments. Mm -hmm. We recently had a transition um, in our church that involved a role that I held, I guess, a role that I, you know, held at the time. And, um, you know, halfway through the transition, the person coming in said the words I really wanted to hear. They said, thank you for making this so easy. Yeah, And I just think there's a blessing on that, right? Like when you're, when you're just like, like open-handed and easy mm-hmm. and generous about yes. it. God will fill in a whole lot of gaps for you. hundred percent. Okay. So I have an idea that I am wrestling through, uh, right now. Mm-hmm. And let's just dive into this thought for a second We're we're talking about being faithful under authority. So we've said this thing in church life for a while. It's not a bad thing to say, but we've said this idea that when the reason we gather together in church, the reason we come together in church is for community, right? We've, we, we've talked a lot about community the last couple of decades. This is kind of where great small group movements have come from, mm-hmm. great ministry programs have come from. And it's not a bad thing to say. I'll probably still say it very soon on, you know, on the microphone <laughs> yeah. on the weekend or something. Yeah. But I'm wrestling through an idea right now and that I wonder if that's actually the primary purpose of why we gather um, in church. I know where the argument came from. It came from the idea of when we all went online uh, you know, during the pandemic, we all realized, okay, what I'm missing here is community. I can't have community stirring my oatmeal on my couch by myself watching church <laughs> online. So I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not convinced that's the highest answer. I mean, first of all, the highest answer is, is we gather as the church to worship and glorify God. So that is just primary number one. But I really believe that one of the primary purposes of the gathered church, or, or maybe say it being a member of a church, like mm-hmm. being planted in a church, that one of the primary purposes is that your life is therefore submitted to godly authority, that actually authority is, is one of the reasons to be planted in and part of a church. In other words, your life gets submitted to something and someone bigger than you. Our world's language right now is towards Mm self-authority, right? Like our world's march is toward you be you, you do you, let's bring out whatever is inside of you, not whether or not it's holy, biblical, whatever, you know, you get to be, the God mm-hmm. of your own life, which mm-hmm. really just turns, you know, self-authority into the new golden calf. Right. Exactly. You know, in, in my opinion. So to me, this idea of church, I'm there to worship God, but I'm also there to be tucked under godly authority and, and the S word submitted mm-hmm. to godly authority. I mean, what do you guys, what do you guys think about this? Because to me, this feels important. This feels like a missing part of the Mm -hmm. conversation because when, when we hit tough cultural moments or we hit moments of tension, like I want my pastor to tell me like, how should I be thinking right now Uh about this and actually be submitted to you? What would you guys say about that? Yeah. I mean, is a, you know, like I hate to get like weirdly philosophical, but like is a community, a community without a leader. Right. So if, if the church is God's governing body on the earth, that means without proper authority, it's not what God intended it to be. And so just this idea that we're this, I keep, and I keep hearing this idea of like decentralized authority and all this kind of stuff. And, um, I just don't think that's biblical. I think that, um, everyone should want to be under a church that has, um, healthy authority, God-ordained authority, structure, governance. And so when we're when we are becoming a member of a community, we're becoming a member of the community and its rules and guidelines for That's right. being a part of that community. And if it's not that, then to me it's not a biblically safe place to be. And I agree with you, Brandon. I I want I want my pastor to like more than ever, we need we need churches where people can flock here and hear and be taught how to think. Yep. And That's so right. for me, that is like that is the authority. It's the authority under scripture, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, a man submitted to the authority of scripture. That means it's a safe place to be. Right. And, well, and so, yeah, to me, it's all about like, how can something be safe if, if there's not an authority there? One of the things that I try to remember 
uh, for both cases, negative and positive, mm-hmm. is that ultimately God's going to hold this person accountable. Exactly. Um, and so I don't, it's very freeing for me because I don't have to, because God gets to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. I can ask great questions. I can ask clarifying questions, all that kind of stuff. We more often than not see people coming to our church that have experienced church hurt, that have experienced yep. things where they've been hurt by poor leadership, someone's manipulated them, whatever it is, like real stuff. And it's very heartbreaking and it mm-hmm. does rock people to the core and it causes a lot of doubt. And I think it is, like you mentioned earlier, a, a device of the enemy to cause division in the church. But what I love about um, the way that people approach it is that they're very honest And they say, I'm willing to walk the road back to trusting. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as we help people walk back and we do what the Bible says, we be honorable leaders that Mm -hmm. deserve trust, Mm -hmm. then I think people will then trust us. I don't expect people to flip a switch and call me Pastor James, Mm -hmm. you know, the Mm -hmm. first time I meet him because I'm such a good leader. They have Mm -hmm. no idea who I am. Mm -hmm. They have no idea how my family (laughs) looks or what what that seems to be going on Mm -hmm. in my life. But over the course of time, if I'm just an honorable person, they can trust me. And then the other thing that I would say is that um, ultimately, the person that's in authority, the joy should be that the people who they are leading walk in the truth of the scriptures. Like John says, it brings me joy when my children walk in the truth. Um, and mm. so the desire of healthy spiritual authority mm-hmm. is not that you walk in your leader's footsteps, it's mm-hmm. that you walk in the footsteps of Jesus, mm-hmm. that you walk in the truth of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm walking towards that, I know that my life is going to be held together. My life is going to look great. My family is going to be the right way that God's called me mm-hmm. to do it. All of those things, because I'm not following a person, mm-hmm. I'm following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, they're helping me be yep. shaped and molded because God's put them in my life to be a better follower of Jesus. Um, and I think that to me is why community is important mm-hmm. because today in our society and in Christian culture, we can sometimes mistake following Jesus and following a person. Mm-hmm. And so when a person falls, we fall out of love with Jesus. When the reality is, is that we should be so in love with Jesus that even if a person falters, we know that we're connected to the rock of ages. So we're not shaken. Our foundation is not moved mm-hmm. because we're connected to him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. How have you seen God bless your life when you have lived under the protective cover mm. of godly authority in your lives? I sort of subscribe to this idea that, uh, you know, authority is like an umbrella. And, you know, when you stay undercover, you stay dry in a wet world. Yeah. You know, and so I, I see a primary role of authority in our lives as protection. So how have you all seen God bless your life and protect your life under godly authority? That's a great question. I think uh, for me, the moments I think back in my life where staying under the covering to stay with the analogy of the umbrella instead of stepping out into the rain and doing it my own way has paid off. Um, to me, that those are the moments where the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. Because authority is great to submit to when you agree with everything that the authority figure in your life is saying. That's right. <laughs> but the, yeah. those moments where I go, oh, I actually have to uh, submit my ideas and my thoughts <clears throat> to this leadership. And even though that I don't, I don't feel or know or truly understand, I'm trusting that God has put me here for a reason and under this wisdom for a reason. That's and right. under this discernment for a reason. Um, and I can honestly say every single time it has paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, examples for me were before I even worked for church, uh, my pastor, Pastor Jake, was still my pastor. And there were jobs, there were career choices, there were mm-hmm. things that I thought were good ideas. Um, and, it, you know, I can honestly say what I love about my pastor is like, here's my opinion, but I'm going to stand with you whether you do it, mm-hmm. do it or not. Yeah. Um, but here's what I believe. And for me, I've always picked the route of this person's in my life for a reason. I'm going to submit to this. And every single time it's paid off. Mm -hmm. The jobs that I thought were going to give me fulfillment and be the right thing for my family, I would end up finding that the person that took it was traveling full time, was always away from their family. The pay didn't end up being what Mm -hmm. they thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm there in a place where I'm like, man, I'm living with what obviously this person saw ahead Mm -hmm. or that God gave them the ability to do. Would you agree that it feels like faith in that moment? Because I I think it, I think it's easy to explain after the fact that every Mm. time God 
bless my life, but it doesn't feel like it always in the moment. Mm -hmm. It feels like faith to have to trust that if I put myself under a godly leader, that I'm supposed to stay there. Like, like, don't you think it feels like faith in that moment? It's faith. I, you know, I don't know if I, in the moment, it doesn't quite feel like faith. I think you would define it as that in the moments for me, it felt like frustration um, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the whole idea of like, if, if you're submitting, then you're going this, even though this is what I desire to do in my heart, Mm -hmm. I'm understanding that if I submit this and I trust God. And so, yes, it is faith because I'm trusting God that it will work out and it does. Yeah. So I think it's always in hindsight, it's always easy to go like, yeah, that was a faith right. step for me. In the moment, it was like, no, I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I know mm-hmm. that if I truly want to stay under the covering of that umbrella, then I can't step out mm-hmm. without Well, guidance. and you're you're talking about the S word here. You're talking about submission. Like mm-hmm. no one in our generation likes that word. I'd actually argue exactly. that it's not submission until you disagree. Because 100%. if all you have, true, you agree every time, all you have is agreement. So yep. I'd actually argue it doesn't even become submission until you mm-hmm. disagree. But we're not mm-hmm. talking about like blind, stupid submission mm-hmm. here. We're talking about the fact that you've said, I believe in this leader. They are mm-hmm. integrous. They are mm-hmm. godly. I feel that they are God's protective covering over my life. Therefore, mm-hmm. I submit. You know, yep. they, they, they're, there's a, we're not talking about blind, stupid. Mm-mm. Yeah. Submission. Yeah. There's, um, if I can, I can just tell like a pretty kind of like semi, semi recent candid vulnerable mm-hmm. story and you can choose to use it or not, but, um, yeah, about gosh. Okay. So about what three and a half, probably three and a half to four years ago at this point, my wife and I were location pastors here under pastor Jake and Nicole. And, uh, there was a church plant that was going to happen in a different part of the country um, through some folks that we all knew. And my wife and I, over the course of about three months, really started to feel like, I think God may be calling us to go help plant this church location. And you could have told us, I mean, it was, we were at the point where everything was making sense. It was like, this is, we think this is God. And we sat down with pastor Jake and Nicole and we were convinced it was God. And we did the thing that we only knew to do, which is a tip. If you're going to sit down with somebody that's an authority in your life, don't say, Hey, God told me to do this. And this is what we're doing. Say, Hey, I think maybe God is showing us this, but we want a little bit of wisdom there. Yeah. But we want to (laughs) invite invite you you Mm -hmm. in on this journey with us. And we, dude, when I tell you, we were convinced that this was our next ministry assignment and man, I will never forget I'll never forget. They said, all right, we're going to sit. We're going to think about it and pray about it. We'll get back to you guys in a, in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And the very next day they said, Hey, we need to meet up for dinner. And they met up with us and they said, Hey, we just, we, this is not God. Here's mm. what we think this is. Mm. Here's what we think God is awakening in you. Here's what well. we think is maybe even some stuff in your personal lives. That's off. And probably for two weeks, I was, I was mad. I was like, man, mm. I trust this man. I trust this woman. I think maybe they're hearing wrong and time will tell. Dude, eight months later, COVID hits. That wow. church that church never even fully launches and gets off the ground and isn't even in existence today. Not from anything that those people did wrong or bad, but mm-hmm. imagine if they had, imagine if I had just said, this is where God's sending me, picked up my wife, moved across the country to a city we had never been to on this quote unquote word from God. And I look at this now and, and pastor Jake always likes to, to in a cheeky way, remind me of those moments, <laughs> but man, talk about safety. I mean, literally we would have beautiful. Moved. We yeah. would have moved. And so I think, um, gosh, please, if you're listening, yeah. just submission is inviting your pastors mm-hmm. into, this is what I think God is saying. Yeah. And if you don't love it, just like, listen, Yep. Because anytime I've done that, I've found myself on the mm. other side of it. Yes. And safety, safety is yes. the right word. It's like the perfect yes. way to say it. It is safety and protection. Yeah. So, And what's, what's really important about that is when you invite them in, is also acknowledging that it's not easy for this person that's in a place of authority of, in your life to tell you what you don't want to hear. Right. <laughs> like that's, yeah. we think like, oh, they're just going to, you know, we think they're superhumans yes. that like don't struggle with the things that we struggle with. No, they are broken vessels. Mm-hmm. They are just like us. Like right. they are our people with fears and insecurities and real things. It's just that God has put them in your life to say 
No, hey, you need to eat the sandwich you don't want to have. Mm-hmm. So make it easy for them when you submit. Like when they say, I want to pray about it, don't go, oh, no, you need to give me an answer right now. Mm-hmm. Don't say God's told me to do this because mm-hmm. now they're going away going like, well, what in comparison to the word, audible word of God, mm-hmm. who am I right. in your life? Mm-hmm. You've really, really made it difficult for them. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so make it, totally. make it easy for them. Invite them in, but make it easy and say yeah. like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to like, you know, spin off you know, off the handles yeah. at their first response. I'm going to, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to take time to pray about this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take time to seek God. That's great. Be- beautiful. Okay. So you got me right to the territory of one of the last questions I wanted to ask you, which was about when an authority figure corrects you and mm. we're all going to experience it. In fact, if you don't um, invite it, ask for it, mm-hmm. you know, some leaders are more prone to go there uh, more quickly mm-hmm. than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so invite it and ask for it if you're not receiving it. Mm-hmm. Um, my question to you guys is what are we telling ourselves when we get corrected? So we're sitting mm-hmm. down the conference, you know, the conversation takes a confrontational turn mm-hmm. or we realize, Oh, I'm a, I'm in for a, a tough couple moments here. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. an anchor? Like what's a thought we can remind ourselves? in that moment so that we respond mm. well in the, in a crucial moment. That's great. Great question. Um, man, I just think like, for me, I always want to be easy to correct. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm an arguer by nature. And so what I'm thinking is, is, is my response here going to make it easier to lead me or harder, uh, to lead me. And mm. so like, it, a lot of it is just that. And and a lot of it is also just having empathy for the leader, you know, yeah, like, 100%. man, he doesn't want to be doing this right now. He doesn't want to be correcting me and this or that. So I think it's honestly just, it's, it's humility and empathy. Um, and remembering that this is like a person mm-hmm. that I love and respect and honor. And, and this isn't fun for either of us, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just doing that. And then, and then honestly, and this is something I learned from my pastor is like, I just believe that it's going to work out for good. Mm-hmm. Like I just believe that I'm going to yep. learn something from it. And yep. um, so to me, it's that. And then, and then I also think it's also just uh, really practical for me and, and pastor Jake is like, I'm trying to sort through, is this a character thing he's calling out in me? Is this a pastoral thing? Is this just like straight up job stuff? Like, mm-hmm. Hey, you did this this way. You should have done it this way. Or, Hey, you told me you were going to get this done by this time. And you didn't. I just think like figuring out what exactly is being corrected. Um, and then, and then, like you said, yeah, always, always, always giving the person the benefit of the doubt yep. and not holding yep. them to some standard of, of accountability or some standard of feedback that, you know, he gets to give me feedback in the way he wants to, in the way he feels like he needs to give me feedback, yep. not the way I always want to receive it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. so that's, that's something I'm trying to always remind myself. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Feedback. That's really good. Um, I, yeah, I, my natural inclination is as soon as someone gives me feedback, I feel like I've completely failed. Mm-hmm. And so my, my thought pattern when it comes to feedback is, um, I have to make sure that like my heart is healthy. Right. If feedback really hurts, it's not because the feedback's hard generally. Mm-hmm. Miller could be. Yep. It's because I'm, I'm over internalizing this feedback that's the way that my my personality works like i hate failing and i hate failing people and so i have to watch that inside of my own mind that i don't filter feedback through that and so go ahead let's talk about a healthy heart really fast to, Mm -hmm. to lean into that point because um for those that are more feelers uh for those that respond more out of um you know, that, that lens, it's really important that our heart mm-hmm. is healthy going into mm-hmm. the conversation. Yep. Exactly. And what's, what's challenging about that is it's not like you hit a tough conversation and, and go, okay, I need my heart to be healthy. No, you actually have to have done that work in advance. Prepare. I kind of view exactly. your life is like a tube of toothpaste. When you're squeezed, what's in you is going to come shooting out and you don't get to take mm-hmm. it back. You can't get mm-hmm. it back in the the mm-hmm. tube, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so a healthy heart is actually something you have to cultivate in advance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not something you cultivate in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. And I've got things set up in my life where uh, I have to ask, I, I force myself to ask for feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think some, like you said earlier, some some leaders are are good at giving feedback consistently. Some leaders are are just the kind of people where it's like if you ask for it, they're they're going to have it on point. Um, and that's the kind of leader that we have mm-hmm. is that he will give he'll give us feedback for sure, but he'll give us feedback about things that he's really passionate about. Mm-hmm. I want feedback about everything. Mm-hmm. I want to know if I've been you know service hosting for how many years I can still be better. I want feedback on that. I can still communicate the vision of this church better. I can still communicate the, an altar call better. I can still communicate in general better. So I want feedback on that because that's a gift that my pastor has. Mm-hmm. And so if I ask him for feedback, he's going to give it to me. I want to seek out feedback. Mm-hmm. I want feedback to be the normal. I think for people that are in an organization where you're leading at a high level, I think you can fall into a trap of of feeling like you have to have it all together or at least put on a persona of having it all together. Right. I want to be the opposite. I want to be so humble that I'm always asking for feedback because Very if good. I do that, then the team's yeah. going to do that. My pastor's going to feel at mm-hmm. liberty to be able to give feedback without having to walk around his own church on eggshells, mm-hmm. worried that if he, you know, helps somebody be better that they're going to be, you know, in a somewhere needed in a mental health day for 3, three yeah. weeks or yeah. off in Joshua <laughs> Tree like trying to refine their salvation yeah. cuz you know, they, yeah. Yeah, you know, they were told not to wear Birkenstocks on stage or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And I just think we need to, you know, prepare our hearts and seek it out. Like mm-hmm. yeah. at the end of the day, feedback is investment into you. You're only going to get better. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think that you need feedback, then you really need to prepare yeah. your heart. Like you are, yeah, you're right. in a dangerous, right. prideful place. Yeah. Um, and you have put yourself in a place where the enemy loves to yeah. seek and out think, people in that area. I, I think even like, Man, Brandon, you're so right on, like about our hearts and preparing our hearts. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of that goes back to the way we view our pastors. God, man, I talk to pastors, like not not senior pastors, but pastors all the time. And I'm like, man, do you even like your pat? Like the way you're talking right now, <laughs> I know it's I like know. <laughs> everything is wrong. And I just go like, man, I want to pray for my pastor. Yeah. And that sounds so cliche, yes. but it's like, dude, yeah. I want a soft heart, and I want to be reminded of God has put him here. I don't carry what he carries. I don't have to make the decisions he has to make. Thank God. And so, man, I'm going to pray for him. And the more I pray for them, the softer my heart is towards him. Mm -hmm. And the the softer my heart is towards him, the more I can accept feedback that I agree with or don't agree with in a healthy, honoring way. uh, So, yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Man, I, I have loved talking to you guys about this. I'm so glad that we took some time to do this. Um, you know, we're old friends. Uh, we, we all go back like two weeks here, Yeah. you know, um, but, and and you've walked me through so many seasons in my life, Brandon. It's like, (laughs) it's just brilliant. Uh, but you know, I, I had this thing in the back of my mind. I know a little bit about your church, you know, I've met you guys. I just had this thing in my mind. I wonder if they could handle, a conversation like this. I just have to say you guys have been absolutely brilliant. I appreciate what you carry. I appreciate your spirit and your heart toward this. It's rare. So I think we need to get busy with leading second to make this less rare because mm. there there's there's something beautiful here, but it's a dying conversation in our generation. Yeah. And I'm going to probably spend the rest of my life giving it life. So thank you guys for just diving into this conversation. Here's my my last land the plane question for you. And I want each of you to answer this before we close. And that is this question. What would you say directly into the heart of the person who's listening right now who may be bumping their head with an authority figure in their life? I figure if someone's still listening all this time into an episode, they needed this today. So Mm -hmm. why don't you talk right to their heart and minister right to their heart for a minute before we close? Yeah, I would say the first thing to do is... um, ask why, ask God why you're bumping up against them. Mm-hmm. Like try and figure out what mm-hmm. the reasoning is behind it. Are you frustrated at them? Have you been, have you been wanting something from them that they don't even know? Like, have you been mm-hmm. projecting something onto them that they're not even aware mm-hmm. of? What, wow. what is it? Wow. Like, are you, are you viewing them in an unhealthy way? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And figure out w- exactly what that is. Um, and then I would say two things. I would say, prayer. I mean, and, and that sounds so cliche, man, but I think this is a calling. It's not a job. And so anytime I get too frustrated, I always find it. It's because I'm not thinking about this in a spiritual enough way. I'm thinking about it too practically. So I think it's like, Mm. it really is like, take it to God. And then I am, and I know not everyone is this way. I'm a proponent of taking it to that person. Yep. 
and having candor, be, be, having some candor in a really honest but humble and honoring way. Hey, this is what I feel like's going on. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And because my job, the, the way that I serve my pastor is by helping him build his vision in the best possible way that I know how. Okay. And so if there's something going on between me and him or her that's affecting that, I owe it to them to say, hey, here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. I may not be right about the way I'm feeling, but let's talk about it. Yep. Um, and every single time I've gone into a conversation with my pastor where there's been tension or frustration, it has exponentially grown our relationship and mm-hmm. trust. Mm-hmm. And and so I know that that doesn't always work for everybody. And I know that not everyone is maybe right. in that same situation yep. where I can pretty much freely mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. But I would I would fight to have that conversation 100%. in a loving, honoring way. Right. Not, not, here's all the things that you've done to frustrate me. Hey, I'm sensing there's tension. I'm sensing there's frustration. I want to hear if you're experiencing that and tell me why you think that might be. So that's what, that's right. what I would, that's what, that's what I would say. It's great. Yeah. It's really good. I think to the, to speak to the heart of the problem. Yeah. I mean, first you got to search your own heart. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to check yourself. Uh, I, I always like to ask myself in those moments, am I truly submitted to the vision? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think you need to, once you identify what the root of the, of the issue is, you need to go and you need to sit down with that person. Like Michael just said. And I think that communicates number one, I'm extremely invested in this enough Mm -hmm. to sit down with someone and have an uncomfortable conversation. I think a great leader appreciates that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they're just are dedicated to surrounding themselves with a bunch of sycophants Mm -hmm. and great leaders don't do that. They surround themselves with, thank you. They surround themselves with people who are are unafraid to express their opinion. Mm -hmm. I think when you go into that, you need to be willing to lay your opinion down Mm -hmm. if you walk out. Um, Very good. And do that. And then I think, you know, for me, that, honestly, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. At the end of that, I can go in and I know with my pastor that I can say exactly what's on my mind. And I go in and I always preface it with, please help me think about this differently if I need to. But I am here to express how I feel. Um, and at the end of the day, I get a paycheck <laughs> from an organization that does right. not pay me to be a sycophant. They pay me to give an opinion. Mm -hmm. They pay me to bring ideas and thoughts in a different area that complements my leader. Mm -hmm. And so I need to go in and honestly say, you know what? I actually get paid to do this. (laughs) And I'm lucky enough to be able to say that, unlike you. (laughs) And I I want to give him the best opinion that I can. Mm -hmm. Um, And if he takes that, that's great. But it's on me to bring that opinion. And so if I'm butting Very heads, good. I need to take it to my leader because mm-hmm. they're not a mind reader. They're not a tarot card reader and they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to figure it out on their own. Most likely, they don't think like I do and God's put me in their life to help them think differently. Very good. Very good. Thanks, my friends. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for a great conversation today. Thank Brent, you, Brandon. Thanks for having us on, man. episode guide, visit our website, leadingsecond.com backslash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at leading second and join us on the leading second collective on Facebook.